Hello, everyone. Welcome to Perfect Timing Podcast. I'm your host, Cindy Chandler Monet. And today I have an amazing and special guest with me. She's Beauty. She's Grace. She's Haley Taylor Schlitz. You guys, oh my goodness, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You guys, I'm going to go ahead and read off her bio. I don't normally do that for everyone, but I need you guys to get a full understanding of how amazing this young lady is. So, Haley Taylor Schlitz is a 19-year-old in her third year of law school of SNU Denman School of Law. And in May 2019, she graduated with honors from a Bachelor of Science degree from Texas Women's University College of Professional Education and became the youngest graduate in the history of Texas Women's University. On February 28th, 2020, she was featured by Beyonce as one of Beyonce's This Is Black History 2020 honorees. In April of this year, Haley was named the host of the new online show, Zooming In with Gen Z, that focuses on the experiences of Gen Z and highlights amazing young people in our nation. Haley is also one of the seven national editors for the American Bar Association Law Student Division publications. Haley is also a recurring columnist on Blavity and Citizen Ed. Haley is a pursuing a career as an attorney where she hopes to continue to advocate for education equity and greater access to gifted and talented programs for students of color and girls. Wow. (laughs) If that doesn't already explain enough for you guys about how amazing this young lady is graduating at 19 from law school with a PhD, (laughs) I don't know where I'd want to begin. But thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join me today. So before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey and how you got to where you are today? Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, like, uh, thank you for that introduction. Um, I uh, was born in Los Angeles and we moved here when I was in second grade. Um, Everything was great up until fifth grade, you know, great, you know, being great. And then up until fifth grade, um, there was a lot of microaggressions and racism we were already facing in the schools. Um, But the straw on the camel's back was, you know, my mom thought that I could be a little bit more engaged in school. I didn't really care about learning anymore. So she asked I'd be tested for the gift and tons program. The teacher said, no, she thought I should be held back because I wasn't doing well on the pre-star, pre-tax, the end of year assessment. And Mm. so then my mom went to the principal, went to the school and asked if I could be tested for the gift and talented. They said, no, you can only take it in kindergarten garden and like I said born in Los Angeles moved here in second grade so um that's when she decided you know I can't do worse than this so she pulled me out uh homeschooled me kind of a college style homeschooling and uh that's when I was 11 and I graduated high school at 13. I um did uh, my undergraduate degree in three years graduated with a bachelor's of science like you said at 16 and now I'm 19 and I just graduated from law school um a week ago today wow can I, a round of applause, a round of applause, <laughs> like just seeing how, like, and that just goes to show how everyone's journey is completely different. Cause you know, your parents could have listened to your teacher and just been like, yeah, we could hold her back another year. We could have done this. And you know, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have set you up in a way that mm-hmm. for you to graduate college, yeah, law school exactly. at 19 years old, yeah, being exactly. in basically your school's history. So I want to know, like, what are your next steps after graduating and what do you see yourself see for yourself in the future? Yeah, so I just accepted a job offer on like yesterday, um, Wednesday. Um, And so I'm going to be teaching at EA Young. Um, It's a school here in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, It's in Southlake. And uh, I'm really excited to be able to give back to the students and create a learning environment that hopefully allows them to thrive into their best selves like I was able to do. Um, I especially want to focus on girls and students of color, um, really giving them that equity and access and opportunities that were so often denied. So um, that's what's next. Uh, 
that's after studying for the bar. The bar is July 26th and 27th. So um, yeah, bar prep is slow and steady. I've been busy traveling this week, but it, I am going to make sure that picks up. I feel behind. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, behind, I think is the last word you should be using. I feel like you're always so far ahead. But you know, I think that uh, I actually saw your interview on Tamron Hall yesterday. Yes. I happened to look up and I saw, I was like, oh, no way. Yeah. So I did find out that you were going to be teaching and had yes. gotten a job offer and everything. Well, since we're on the topic, how was that for you to be on her show? It was so incredible, honestly. Like, uh, it was. I think it's really cool. I announced where I was going to law school on Good Morning America. And now mm-hmm. I've announced where I'm going to have my first job on Tamron Hall. Um, and she, I, I just think that's a really awesome experience. She was incredible. She was so nice. She was on the verge of tears because she was so happy for oh, me. Wow. And that felt amazing. Um, it was just, it was a very, very positive experience. It was fast, just like Good Morning America was. Very, very fast. Um, it was over yeah. before I knew it. Um, but yeah, no, I I'm happy to be home though and uh start bar prep <laughs> absolutely and I think that for I've been on a couple like morning segment segments myself on the news <laughs> but uh, you know like it, it's very fast you know it's kind of like quick three questions and then that's it I'm like oh okay. yeah, I know right you know, like, I know yeah, and that just goes to show, like, you really have to put your best foot forward and bring yeah. out, you know, like, mm-hmm. what you really stand for yeah. and things like that and how you're trying to embrace the equity of education yeah. for girls and, and girls of color for yeah. education mm-hmm. really show through definitely when you're yeah. on the show. You have 30 seconds. <laughs> right? <laughs> so as successful as you are, I think we all want to know the couple tips that you have to get to where you are today. So how have you learned to discipline yourself and make good choices that help you to continue to grow? I think those skills were really sharpened while I was being homeschooled. Um, it really, homeschool does give you a very good opportunity to develop self, self-accountability and time management skills. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, like there's a lot of like online assignments, online engagement that you're doing in homeschooling. And um, when you, that, that takes a lot of like, it's due on Wednesday, you need to write it down on a calendar and a planner yeah. in your phone and remember to do it and do it on time and do it where you have enough time to do quality work and not just turn it in on time. So it's a lot of time management, a lot of self-accountability accountability. And um, that was definitely crucial. Of course, it's crucial in college. There's a lot less like management in college. And so um, it's definitely more up to you. Um, that was one of the benefits of homeschooling or the college style school. It's like college and very much prepares you in that regard. And it's definitely crucial in law school. Uh, you do not make it if you don't have good time management skills. There's only one exam at the end of the semester. So you don't get those check-ins to know that you're falling off the wagon. So you need to stay on it and you need to stay Absolutely. on yourself. So right. that's, uh, those are keys. Yeah. And I think that I go to a college preparatory school myself and it's like the same thing. Yeah. Like everything is done on an iPad. And so mm-hmm. there's some pros and cons to that. Cause it's kind of like, you'll never be able to lose your homework in some cases, yeah. you know, unless you're like my, I dropped my phone yeah. my yes. laptop in the exactly. lake and it's gone. Exactly. I'm sorry. You know? So I think that that preparation really helps with that. And people are like, you're going to be like set for college. I'm like, I feel like I am a college yeah. student, sometimes, uh-huh. which I'm sure is the goal. Cause you know, they want to yeah. prep us for that. And so people are like, college is going to be a breeze. I'm like, I hope so. Yeah. Um, but yeah. definitely it yeah thank you so much um (laughs) I also want to know before I let you go before we go into a break how you and your mother are an author of are the authors excuse me of homeschool alternative so if you can go ahead and share some highlights from the book and what was it what it was about 
Absolutely. It kind of builds on what we were just talking about. Um, it was uh, the I like to describe the book is split into two parts. It doesn't say like part one, part two in there, but I like to describe it that way. Um, the first half of the book is, you know, like it's really dives into the history of uh, the public school system. It looks into how it was made a very long time ago with without considering girls or students of color it didn't it was not made for our success it wasn't made with us in mind and it hasn't been updated since it was created you know besides like only the things that it had to like the major you know brown versus board or something like that but like the nuts and bolts of how it functions the foundation it's built on has not changed and the ideology and a lot of the people who still work in our systems that their their mindset hasn't changed about what success looks like and who can be successful and so it kind of goes into that just kind of like just 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 reconsidering the public school system and just evaluating it through a different lens. And then um, the second half of the book uh, goes through the homeschool alternative. And so uh, it goes into how homeschooling, all the benefits it has. It also covers the different programs that I use while I was homeschooling that mm. me and my mom really liked. It's separated by grade and subject. So um, obviously I, I think it's a pretty good resource for anybody who is considering homeschooling or maybe even a private or a charter school uh, and, you know, was looking for for those like that guidance, even if it's just like a start to opening doors to other resources. Um, but also we discuss in there something called the homeschooling mindset. And the homeschooling mindset is basically taking every opportunity as a learning opportunity. So um, that's going to the store and asking your child which one's the better deal on a pack of pens or like a teddy bear or if they get it, if they understand it, they get it or whatever. They go to the park and you ask your toddler what colors or shapes or something like that. Like things that otherwise would just be like a normal, like we're just going to go to the store. You just sit in the basket or you just follow me. Don't touch anything. Like now it's like, right. you know, here's, here's these learning opportunities. And so at the end of the book, like I said, we have resources in there and using those outside of school to supplement public school is also very, very valuable. You don't have to homeschool to get a lot of the benefits that homeschool provides. Uh, supplementing that public school education with these resources does develop that self-accountability, that time management, telling your kid you need to get this, you know, lesson one and two done by Wednesday. There's That's not school. That's not public school. Yeah. So the teacher's not going to be like, you know, lesson one and two is due. Like the kid just has to do that. And you're like, you know, so it's building a relationship, self-accountability, time management. You're getting a lot of that. And not to mention the student is getting like that personalized education and treatment for things that they don't understand, or if they're bored in class, they get to work ahead. So that's kind of what the book talks about. Well, yeah, I mean, that was a good, like, debrief. I feel like <laughs> I know everything there is to know. Um, but I really think <laughs> you guys, I like, please go ahead and purchase the book. At the end, I will give you an opportunity to share your website and everything so people can go ahead and purchase it. But right now, like, I'm just in, in awe of, like, all the information <laughs> that would probably, like, be in there. And, you know, just things like that. Because people ask the question every day when we go to school, like, when the heck am I going to use yeah. the Pythagorean theorem yeah, in my life, you know? So like just saying that. like going to stores, and this is something that I've seen from a lot of like interviews that I've watched with uh, people who are homeschooled and just being like, my parents actually, if their parents are the ones that taught them, my parents actually showed me how these things apply to our everyday lives and going yeah. to the store and seeing what's the better deal or, you know, what's this, you know, and just seeing it visually is definitely like more helpful. Obviously, you know, reading and writing things like that have always been essential but like sometimes when it comes to math people are just kind of like wow I know yeah you know? I know a lot of people say that I'm like it's good to learn I actually love math my math I know, I did too. Me, like 
a math head. I'm like, I've never been I know. considered that before, I, you know? I love math. I'm like, well, I love you know, we want to pass down the information that we've learned, you know? So if we thought, if we all thought that way, then we would forget the Pythagorean theorem besides mathematicians and that's it. It's good to know, you know? Right. It's, it's good to know how, how in the back of the head. Yeah. It exposes you to math. So you never, you know, maybe you actually realize how much you enjoy it and we have a new mathematician, but you never would have known that if we didn't expose you to all these different things. Absolutely. And I think it's good. I think it's a good idea. Even if you're not going to use it while grocery shopping. Right. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Haley, for joining me this far. This has been an amazing conversation, just talking about how you got started and in your book and everything. And thank you to my listeners. And we'll be right back after this break. Hello and welcome. This is Allison G. Daniels. I am so excited about my podcast, The Author's Lab. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 o'clock p.m. where I will be providing powerful tips, tools, and techniques about writing. Hope to see you there. This is Sydney Cherlinette, and I'm so excited to share with you my international podcast, Perfect Timing, that will be broadcast on Mondays at 2 p.m. through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We will have outstanding guests that will talk about their passions, goals, and dreams. Make sure you tune in and have a seat at the table where we will create a voice for us every Monday at 2 p.m. This is Sydney Collins of Perfect Timing. Welcome back, everyone. Again, I'm here with Haley Taylor Schlitz, and we're just talking about her journey and how she got to where she is today. So let's continue. So I should have asked this first, but what does what made you want to get into law and, you know, like not becoming like a surgeon or like a business owner or something like that? Why did you decide to go the law route? I actually wanted to be an ER doctor before I wanted to be an attorney wow. because my mom's an ER doctor. And so I actually started off in undergrad as a major in chemistry. I thought about my education journey and how fortunate I was to have parents who knew that there were other schooling options, but also who could do it because not everybody can homeschool, just life schedules get busy and not everybody can do that. And uh, like I said, I was fortunate enough to have parents who could, who knew and could, but how many parents don't know or can't. And I should still be able to be a law school graduate at 19 and have went to public school, but we all know that would not have happened. And so that's kind of where my like, like I discovered, I guess, or like really like narrowed in on my like passion for education. So I switched my major to education. And um, I graduated from the College of Professional Education um, with a degree in fourth through eighth uh, special populations, which is gifted and talented students um, mm -hmm. with my bachelor's of science. So I, uh, th that's like how I like to think of it is like two major umbrellas. So there's that of mm -hmm. being able to change the system from the inside, um, working with students, making that good learning environment, all that good stuff. Um, being that teacher that, you know, the statistic that really changes the course of a student's life or right. changing it from the outside, um, changing the foundation and that's the bolts and how it functions. Um, and that's something that, you know, there are so many teachers, so many fantastic 
fantastic teachers that are experts in their field. But if the law restricts what they can and can't even say, they can't really do as much as what we would want them to do. And I don't like that politics is like what our like our edgy arts classrooms are like political battlegrounds now. So um, turning, you know, going outside the system, being that attorney, writing legislation, education legislation, um, making sure that our teachers can really do what I would what I want to do as a teacher, making sure all teachers can do that. Um, And, you know, like making sure that we have good teachers is what I would want to do. Teaching accuracy is also important. So that's kind of where the law came in, in the system and out the system. (laughs) That is beautiful, Ailey. Like (laughs) wanting to be on both sides of the spectrum because, you know, I've done a couple of research myself and, you know, I have seen, you know, that there have been bills and legislation that has been passed that prohibits teachers from teaching Mm -hmm. certain things in the classroom. We don't have to get into that in this specific episode, but like, Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, well, how do we yeah, prepare the them for the future and things like that? You know, mm-hmm. people don't know unless they're actually taught, you know, the exactly. things that were taught in school or like maybe even the misconceptions that we are re-educated on later in mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to have that if they're going to take away the history and, you know, yeah, the exactly. things that go on like in our past. So, but I'm really glad that you're trying to be on both sides and be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to teach the right thing while yep. also making laws. Yes. That will help me to continue to do it legally, yes, exactly. you know? So I really think that's awesome that you're trying to take it on both parts of this. Of yeah. Spectrum. Yeah. I also want to know, you know, being the first and, you know, being like 19 year old graduate, first African-American, you know, woman, and how does that feel for you? This is also can tie into, you know, how Beyonce uh, recognized you for uh, Black History Month. So yes, how does yes. it feel to be in that kind of position in that you're representing many young women all across mm-hmm. the world? It's just, I'm very humbled and very proud. When I was getting hooded from my law school ceremony, I just felt a rush of pride through me. A very, I feel very accomplished um, meeting Vice President Kamala Harris, being on Beyonce's wow. list, um, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Just, I'm so humbled, but also so proud of myself and proud of maybe the reach that I'll have on people who, you know, now I'm on that platform and um, I'll reach a whole new audience with people. And um, I, I am very motivated uh, when I think about it like that like there are other people who now get to hear my I get to communicate my story to them and hopefully uh, I get to inspire them uh, to live their best lives and thrive and build their paths so that's like that's it's just a, a consistent theme of motivation pride and being mm-hmm. humbled <laughs> yeah and you know I can only imagine like the amount of joy you could be feeling right now because like just seeing how excited you are about it and like <laughs> the way you want to come across the world is so like enlightening to me because like <laughs> most days it's just kind of like what the heck am I doing this for but you are like the embodiment of the way I should feel you know <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> but you know I'm sure like you know there are ups and downs some days you know that it's kind of like I don't want to keep doing this or it's mm-hmm. kind of like what is this all for and, you know obviously you've surpassed all of those to get to where you are today and I just cannot wait to see where you go um but back to like schooling and everything like that how did you decide to go to that college that you wanted to go to because me being a rising senior mm-hmm. oh my goodness um <laughs> how did you learn to you know make that decision because I do imagine myself in that kind of area I don't want to be a doctor or anything like mm-hmm. you uh, wanted to be um but I don't want to choose a school that's kind of like, it's kind of like in this specific area, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I want to do a huge change yeah. and my school yeah. doesn't fit that anymore. Yeah. So how did you go about choosing a school to help you fit, fit your interest? 
Yeah. So I did keep in mind that, you know, life changes, life happens. And I think oftentimes we're all scared of change. Um, But a quote that I really like is like, if your life was the exact same as it is right now, five years from now, would you be happy? And almost everybody answers like, no, I wouldn't be. So it's like, you know, don't be scared of that change. So like you were saying with changing your major, find a school that doesn't like only do one thing, you know? So like there are a couple of schools, like most schools don't only have one thing that they're good at. Most schools have a wide variety of majors that they're really good and investing in but even if you think right now you know exactly what you want you don't really know what what that means until you start doing it so um to keep it basically keep your mind open keep your options open um be willing and you know open to change uh how i decided on texas women's university was i more focused on the school and what it could provide me less of what i wanted to get like out of the school like more of what it had mm-hmm. to offer um so uh-huh. kind of just shifting your focus just a little bit it's that same angle on the school of what it has but less of what you want from it and more of what it can give you um okay. it kind of opens up your mind as well as to what you may want to do so texas women's university gave me a fantastic faculty a very welcoming student body i couldn't drive so it was close in range it was affordable it was just there's so many things that it was the huge huge diversity and when you look at it like that because obviously if you look for schools with those things you're having you're approaching it differently than if you look for what the school can give you and compare it to what other schools are offering so again keeping that open mind shifting your perspective just a little bit um to look at what a school is offering rather than what you're looking for out of it even though it ends up you end up in the same spot that's how I chose Texas Women's University same with SMU that's how I chose it too even though it's a PWI um I like thought I thought about areas that are predominantly white the only way they're not predominantly white anymore is if people of color go to those spaces so um again it's looking at what that school has to offer SMU offered me a predominantly white environment but then I looked at they're really trying to diversify and I can be contributing to that diversity our voices need to be heard at this school so Mm -hmm. again shifting your focus is a tiny bit you know it's it's uh it really changes things wow I mean absolutely I'm over here like (laughs) okay I've new perspective you know um (laughs) I think that that's a really good way to think of it just being like a PWI and like literally like some people are like, oh, I don't really want to go there because, you know, uh, mm-hmm. from me like being a black girl, I'm kind of like, mm, I feel like I'd rather go to an HBCU. But yes. if you are that new component, if they're looking to diversify and you can be that, exactly. that's a new way to look at it. Like it's yes. a new opportunity to mm-hmm. make to make others that look like you feel yes. like they can also be welcome there. Yes, so absolutely. thank you so much for sharing your experience with us and that. Yeah how you're able to fit in there and just really make your mark at that school and just Absolutely. I'm in awe. It's thank awe. you. <laughs> of course. But thank you so much, Haley, for joining me. This has been an amazing conversation. I really wish this could have been longer. I might have to bring you back for a part two, honestly. Yes. Yes. Life, please. Yes. Uh, but thank you so much. Before you leave, why don't you share with us how my listeners can reach and follow you? Yes, thank you so much for having me. This was a wonderful conversation. Uh, my website is HaleyTaylorSlitz.com. It has all my social media, my uh, the podcast you mentioned, the books we talked about. Uh, the, I had a shirt at one point that's still available if you want to go check that out. My story, contact me. All Like I said, my social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all of us there, Twitter. Uh, so just go to my website. It's really a Haley hub and um, you know, check it out. <laughs> Thank you so much, Haley, again, and thank you to my listeners, and this is Perfect Timing. Hey, Jay, stay